When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That was violent and satisfying. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Scorn Leos. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. No Mackie today. I'm the Rami part of that equation sitting across Judd Zalgad, Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass, and lots to get to today. We didn't get to in other news yesterday, America's favorite new radio segment. So uh, we will bring that to you today at 520. Some of the odd and quirky news from uh, usually outside the world of sports. Sometimes they are sports related. Sometimes you combine them. I have a uh, I have a sports story today that I've I've had for a while. I forgot it was in the notes, and I think Jonathan will get a kick out of this. It's soccer related, and so I'll bring that to you coming up. At a fan who went way way too far. You don't even have to say I think Jonathan will get a kick out of it if it's soccer related. It's a fan. Just who, know I will. It's a fan who went way too far with his fandom and then immediately regretted it. I think I might know what you're talking about. Coming up at five. In soccer, never. (laughs) No. Never happens in that sport. No. (laughs) This doesn't involve an arrest, though, somehow. So we'll get to that at 520 within other news. Wanted to start off the afternoon with some Twins talk, though. And if you want to get in on it, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. The the rumor mill is heating up a little bit earlier than usual this year, Judd. I don't know if it's because the Twins are hot, so we're just on it here, or... If it's the moving up of the trade deadline, well, just making it one trade deadline. There is no waiver trade deadline now in the month of August. But it seems like things are heating up. Another reason why that might be is because most people assume that the reason that the bidding war hasn't started for Dallas Keuchel and uh, Craig Kimbrell yet is because they're waiting till after the June 2nd draft, so you won't have to give a compensatory draft pick. So there's a lot swirling right now as it pertains to free agency, those two free agents in particular, trades, et cetera, et cetera, for your first place Minnesota Twins, including a poll you put up last night, Judd Zolgad, with 2,852 votes. Shows my popularity. You are you, you are a powerhouse. <laughs> I'm very, very popular. Jonathan, I don't know about you. I put up a poll, and I'm happy if I get a couple hundred votes. This dude is racking up thousands. Well, I'm just I trying a, to get on Judd Zolgad's level. I had a tweet last week that got over 100, and that was the first time I'd done it, and I was like, right? I'm cloud nine. You're really <laughs> excited. You're really proud of you yourself. You went home, told the family, proud. hey, look it. We're all just trying My to get on Judd care. Zolgad's level. But the question that all this begs is this. And again, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. Is there anything you wouldn't do at this point if you're the Minnesota Twins to put yourself solidly in the discussion as a World Series contender, because Jonathan directed a story at me from uh, the Bleacher Report 
talking about some potential trade candidates from from teams that are contending right now, and they point to for the Minnesota Twins outfielder Nick Gordon, 23-year-old. He was the number five pick for them a few years back, a top 100 talent just as recently as last year, and uh, was Minnesota's number 10 prospect, but has uh, he fell on some hard times, but now he's batting 317. He's been hurt so much, With too, an yeah. 856 OPS outfielder says? at AAA Rochester. Is he not an outfielder? No, he's a shortstop slash second baseman, and I think he now projects to probably playing second base in the big leagues. Okay. But, but what, yeah, but he was their, a big-time prospect. One of their higher-ranked yes, prospects. Yes, and I would trade him in a heartbeat. You would? Yes. The only... So, back to your question. Is there anything that if I'm uh, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, I would not do? Yes, I would not trade Alex Kirilov. I would not trade under no Royce Lewis. Well, unless it's just I just got blown away. But right now, as of today, as we are uh, going on June first, I would not trade those two. Uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall, a pitcher who now has a shoulder impingement, is a guy that we talked about last week about being on the fence about, but he's hurt. So let's take him off as far as a potential trade. But I really think as as far as the question being, what would you not do? Kirloff and Lewis, I would not want to trade, and I don't think I would. But beyond that, prospects, go for it. Name me, beyond those two, name me who you want in any trade talks. And I'm I might not make the trade, but I'm not going to slam the phone down. Because as we discussed during the uh, Twins podcast that we did at Fulton a couple nights ago, how often, and this is not just true of the Twins, but the Brewers from your days there, the Cubs, mm-hmm. since you're a fan, how often in the course of your lifetime, my lifetime, have we fallen in love with names? Just wait till so-and-so comes up. He's coming through the pike, right? And sometimes those players develop. Often they don't. So when I see a World Series opportunity there are very few players that I put the kibosh on trading. And if you come to me with the right trade, knowing what I know right now about this team and seeing that this is a damn good baseball team, this is not a nice baseball team, this is a damn good baseball team, there is very little that I would not do to say what gives me the best chance in 2019 to win a World Series, Rami. Before I get to my point, and Jonathan, you might want to get the uh, hot police Hot take police on on alert for he's for, trading for Lewis and Kirloff. I know you just are. Settle down for a second, but you might want to have them on alert and ready to go. And you <laughs> folks might want to line up at six five one six four six eight two five five. You you're saying you'd go as far as far as you have to, short of trading Lewis or Kirloff yep. to make a trade. What about with Kimbrel and Keuchel? Because Phil and I were talking off the air a couple of days ago, and we're both in agreement that even if it means getting into a bidding war and maybe overpaying for one of those guys, especially Kimbrell, uh-huh. willing to do that. Because this team, if we're putting ourselves in the position of ownership in the front office, A, is in, a, is in, is in, is in position to strike on the field. And off the field, payroll is very low, and you're making a lot of money now that you're selling out games, and it doesn't look like that should slow down as long as the success continues for this baseball team. It's about to be a windfall for you that you maybe weren't expecting financially for the Minnesota Twins this season. I don't see any reason why, even if you end up in a bidding war with the L.A.'s, the Chicago's of of the world, the Yankees, the Yankees of the world, that you shouldn't be able to at least put up a good fight and and make a good offer to those guys that they'd have to consider. And I'm willing to go that far. I, I think that that's incredibly fair. And I don't think that that's a hot take at all. Now, the... 
the reality of this conversation that we are having, from what I'm told, is that the Twins are have talked to both reps for uh, Kimbrell and Keuchel that there's a very good chance that they could be in play here. It's not going to, to be both. So, I, in fact, I got tweets immediately last night saying, sign them both. Okay, they're not going to. By the way, I don't think I ever gave the results of your uh, oh, yeah. poll. I just started marveling at okay. how many votes you got. And there's still four hours left, so you're probably going to break 3,000. It's a hot poll. Let's just put it that way. 70% <laughs> of the 2,852 are saying they'd rather have Kimbrell than Keuchel. And guess what? I agree completely. Me too. The Keuchel thing scares me. I, I really think, well, I would like to add a starting pitcher uh, before... The July 31st trade deadline, Rami, I don't think I want to pitch a starting pitcher who hasn't pitched. That one scares me. Me too. So if if the Yankees or the Rays, which I guess um, is a real possibility, swoop in and sign him, okay, that's fine. The Kimbrel one really intrigues me. But if you're the Twins and you get eyes on Keiko and you feel like well, yeah, that could be different. Go, I'm, I would trust them in making that signing. But I but if you are to say that it can be one or the other and both have not pitched in a big league game since 2018, and, and obviously Kimbrel uh, pitched into the World Series as the Sox won the World Series last year. So that I could potentially get one, it's Kimbrel. But yeah, go for it. You're right. Payroll is fine. Uh, if you think now, now the, there's two there's two facets to this potential signing that you would have to trust the Twins on, and I think that they're smart enough that they would make the right move right now. The two facets to me are this. One is, are you examining a pitcher who's throwing, I would guess, simulated games? He is. In Keichel? which case, yes. But, both, games but let's say and, both yeah. are. In Kimbrel, let's say, are you watching a pitcher who you think can step in and, you know, he goes to Florida and throws a little bit and then goes to AAA and throws. And so, so in Kimbrel's case, June 20th or so, they can step onto the mound for you at Target Field and be successful and the other question has to be this one. And this is the intangible thing. Chemistry as well. Because mm-hmm. that clubhouse is really good right now. Yes. And the last thing that you want to do is introduce a first-class jerk. But if he's going to shut up and say, this is great, we're in first place, how can I help? If I'm looking at both those guys, it's Kimbrell. I agree with the poll more than Keigel to me. Agreed. So we're on the same page as far as getting one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. We both want the same guy, and we're both willing to go... As far as needed, but almost. That's to not get why that the guy. hot take police are watching. That is not why the hot take police I had a feeling. Are, are lurking. I see him in my rear view. <laughs> are you nervous? <laughs> I am nervous. Are you yeah. swerving at all? Oh, yeah. Just don't want to swerve. No, I don't. I'm trying to stay on the road, but I throw the beer bottle out the other window. I have a feeling the cherries and berries are about to light up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to hear some sirens. Okay. Because there is no limit to how far I would go in a trade if it's for the right piece, including trading Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff. I would do it. I'm sorry. I would do it. Pull me over if you want, Jonathan Harrison. I'd trade one of those two guys. I know people can't see this right now, but what played out just in front, in front of me. I've seen this before. I should let this go. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. I don't know about you guys, but it, I've been pulled over before, and I look in my rear view before they, before they flip the lights and turn on the sirens. Yep. And it'll be two cops sitting in a car, and one will look at the other 
and say something or they'll just make eye contact and then they'll both nod and flip the switch and pull me over. And that's literally what just played out in front of me between Judd and Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> Judd looked across the I just wanted glass. verification and that the, I do it. The egregiousness of this infraction <laughs> actually has, has my right hand on my gun as I approach wow. the car. Wow, not even taser. The, the snap to hold the gun the in gun. is unclipped at this point. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yes, I've got my hand on my gun as I approach your car. All right, so let's go down this path. What are you getting here? Because I, it, this can't be a, a no, no. rental mad no, no, bomb. No, no. Then well, did, I need to have team control. It can be a rental, but it has to be a really Can good rental. Again? Okay, I got the gun. I got the gun. It's coming out of the holster right yeah. now. I don't know about you people. How, <laughs> do you want a World Series or not? Yes. Do you yeah, want but not World for Series? the price of not. Royce Lewis. But what are you getting? What are you getting? I'll tell you what I'm getting before you hit the, 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 the sirens on me again. No, it's not Mike Trout. What I'm talking about is... <laughs> no, it's pitching. He's getting pitching help. It's pitching, yeah. yeah he's not getting... They don't they need don't more need bats. They or position players. You've got enough bats. You. They score runs. They're very good defensively. You never have too many. They're set position-wise. They need pitching, and I think they need an arm in the bullpen. And I'll give you an example. 2016. Cubs needed a closer. Cubs needed a big arm for their bullpen. So they went out and they made a trade for a guy by the name of Araldis Chapman, who threw 100 miles an hour and was the most dominant bullpen arm in the game at the time. Now, I don't know how many people know who was in that trade, because if you're not a Chicago or a New York fan, you probably aren't following or paying too close of attention to the prospects who were moved in that trade or followed their progress since. But you may know a guy by the name of Glaber Torres who is absolutely raking for the New York Yankees right now. Mm -hmm. He was at one time the Cubs' top prospect. Mm -hmm. But they saw the opportunity to go and win a World Series. They thought Araldis Chapman put him over the top to do that. He turned out being, in my opinion, the most valuable player throughout those 2016 playoffs. Because Madden damn near killed him. Yes. And it actually worked. And it worked. It almost backfired, but and they it won a World Series. Do you think the Cubs or Cubs fans anywhere right now are regretting going out and trading Glaber Torres, despite the fact that he he flourished and blossomed and is and is apparently reaching his potential? All right, come when back they, when they go and visit the trophy case. Come back to me on July. Uh, I can tell thirty first, no. and can, if you can tell me that I can get a, a game changer of that magnitude, I might be intrigued. Right now, that's I, what I'm talking about. Right that's now, the only circumstance yeah. under which I'm trading one of those two guys. But right now. I'm examining my opportunities to uh, to tell teams that might call me that everybody but these two are available. So I'm I'm with you though in in the sense of as fans and in our end of the business we often fall far too in love with prospects. So I'm I'm yes. not completely to your side I don't think, but I'm not that far away in saying that if you come to me and I can get a starting pitcher or or bullpen help of quality, and it's going to cost me, you know, Nick Gordon and a pitching prospect or something along those lines, I'm extremely intrigued. And, so there's not there's not a lot I wouldn't do because I do think you're right. The opportunity to seize upon what could be a World Series year appears to be here. And what I just laid out is worst case scenario, which is Glaber Torres panning out to the player that a lot of people thought he could be when he was in the minors. More times than not, it works out the other way where we hardly ever even hear about these prospects again. Look at, 
I'll give you another team that I that I followed closely. The Milwaukee Brewers and the trades for CC Sabathia and Zach Granke. Matt Laporta, who the Brewers gave up in the CC Sabathia trade, was a quote unquote can't miss prospect. Yep. He had power at the plate. I mean, he was just supposed to be the next big thing as far as offensive players go in Major League Baseball. How many people have heard of Matt Laporta within the sound of my voice right now? Oh, very few. Exactly. He completely washed when out. They traded for Zach, yeah. When they traded for Zach Granke, they gave up a boatload of prospects. You know who turned out to be the best one? Alcides Escobar. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Jeffers, but he didn't even blossom until he came back around to the Brewers four years later. No, the, the Twins have a kid at AAA right now. His name, he's a pitcher, Steven Gonsalves. And we've been talking about Steven Gonsalves uh, for like three years now. Oh, just wait till he gets here. And he's hurt now. And guess what? Guys keep getting called up and, and bypassing him on the prospect track, right? So, yeah, there is a long list of prospects who get publicity, who, you know, turn up on websites and various lists, and we all think, well, when they get here, it's going to be great. And in a few cases, Byron Buxton eventually, I guess, it uh, turns out to be true and proves out. But to your point, there are a lot of guys who don't make it. And and I don't, I'm not big on trading those guys in years where you think that you might have a nice team and that things might go right. But I do think that there has to come, come a point in time where you sit down and have a personnel discussion and say, this is more than just things seeming to go right. They are going right. And we put together a really good team here. And so what takes us from, from being dominant in a bad American League Central and an average American League, mm-hmm. what takes us from that point to being an actual contender with everyone else in all of baseball that we consider to be the best teams? Right. How do you put yourself in so the class of the Red part. Sox, of the Astros, mm-hmm. of the teams who people really look at and go, they could win a World Series? Okay, I'll put my gun away. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jonathan, have you, I just holstered have it, you snapped your, your gun back in your holster? Yeah, you're lucky I did this time. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the car door open. He's ducking down behind it and yeah. he's pointing at you, Ronnie. I'm watching you. I'm just saying, look, we think this window is open for years. Well, see, and I, I'm with you on that is the most dangerous assumption that you could possibly make. But we know it's open this year. Yep. And when you know it's open, you got to strike. You mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. There, you, and you can't hold back if you... And the name, I brought this up the other day when we had our uh, Score North Twins show taping at Fulton Brewery. And the name that, that Mackey came up with off the cuff, we can really think of the big arms who might be on the market, but Trevor Bauer was the first one he threw at me. If Trevor Bauer is available, I'll give up Lewis or Kirilov for that. Not only does that put you over the top for this year, but you have control, contractual control over him through next year. And that's an open and shut case as far as I'm concerned. To continue the legal analogies. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I like him as a pitcher. I don't know that I want him in my clubhouse. He's a bit of a weirdo. I need the right fit. He's a bit of a weirdo. And, and the fit is important here. Yeah. Mad Bomb intrigues me because he's just, uh, you know, he's a farmer who's going to come and kick your ass. And I love that about him. He doesn't care. But, I mean, he's a... Bauer's, uh, Bauer's a bit of a... What's the word I'm looking for here? Mercurial fellow. Because the clubhouse, I will... The one thing that people don't see, but I think it's very important about this team, is it's a really good clubhouse. Yes. And it's very accountable. And and for all that Rocco d- does not have to do as far as being concerned about guys showing up on time and things are, are laid back and there's this nap room, which is fantastic. But for all of those things, it helps. Has Mackie checked on if we, can, if we have a nap room in the budget? 
Why can't we? I mean, seriously. I just want a nap be, room. I just want to be more productive. So I got here. So I I got here to do uh, cluster fun with Chip and Danny at eleven today, and then Chip and I with Jonathan taped the podcast until what about noon? Jonathan, is that right? Yeah, around there. Yep. So I was honestly thinking to myself on the drive in nap room. Yeah. Like I'm either going to go read a bunch of stuff and get lunch, but what if I could just go nap room? Yeah. There's been a couple That's on alcohol. <laughs> And are a complete mess. I think the second biggest mess. The portion. The soccer. Or no, the Saints one you were. The Saints one, I was a mess. But not, none of them were as bad. And I'm not talking. The food at all three were great. I went to Target Field. I went to CHS Field. I went to Allianz Field. Food at all three is amazing. And I thank them for having me. But the the portion. I was like, how does that look if somebody from the Twins walks past? And nobody knows me yet. Like, Dude, you've got. Like, You've got a beard and long hair. If you're sleeping in your car, they're going to be like, hey, homeless guy sleeping in his car. Exactly, yes. That's what I was thinking. He must be car guy. So I drove to work, and again, I got to the parking lot, and I was like, just lay down. But then I was like, again, nobody knows me here. I'm just a slob in a score North shirt. I would have taken the nap. Passed out in my car, and that just doesn't look good. I just don't think that looks good. I would have taken radio. You think they would have cared? Standards in this industry aren't very high around me. That's true. If they had gone inside and and aesthetically would have made you a character <laughs> don't you think john oh yeah, yeah. without a doubt because i mean radio people are weird anyway so you would become a character yeah i think it is and they are now down seven to two because somebody just today a long home run but anyway he would be quiet about you would it. hope so but some of these guys i just don't know tim anderson got hit again last night by the royals and i've been fighting with people on twitter well about hold on a since. second though he said he said so good for him he's hilarious <laughs> so, good for him i'm pretty sure he took issue with it I'm just but guessing Ned, he took issue with Yost it. But Ned Yost came out and acted like this was some egregious thing that the umpire tossed the uh, Kansas City pitcher when the umpire was yeah, within his right. You and Collar, you and Collar on Twitter fight with more people. <laughs> not gonna lie, I'm gonna give you a peek into my life right now, Judd. I'm usually not this bad to fight with idiots on Twitter. And my guess is that she would would tell you stop. It. Yeah, she would say, "Put your phone down." That's at a major league baseball game. We're gonna talk about that. Next on Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new... Phil Mackie here for Federated Insurance. Now, if you listen to the radio show, I'm a numbers guy. Here's a couple numbers that should really get your attention. 2.4 million injured and 35,092 dead. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than just statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic. It could happen as easy as this. A driver approaches an intersection with a traffic light, and they become distracted reading a social media post. They run the red light and collide with another vehicle, killing the driver and severely injuring themselves. So ask yourself, do you multitask while driving? Do you ever closely follow the vehicle in front of you? Do you find yourself checking your phone for messages while you're driving? Well, according to the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, there are 815,000 distracted drivers on Minnesota roads at any given time. Don't become a statistic. Make it home safe today. To learn more, contact your local Federated Insurance Marketing representative. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. I'll be joining you and Dan Terhar at Allianz Field on uh, Sunday for Minnesota United Soccer. Rami in the booth? Not in the booth. You You don't don't want to join us? Not in the booth? I will if you want me to. It's a great view, by the way. I I will absolutely do it if you want me to. But it'll be be the most clueless soccer analysis that you've ever heard in your life, ever. So up to you, Jonathan. I'll play this game of chicken with you. (laughs) 
If you guys, have at it. Have some you, fun. If you guys will have me, I will be there. You want to come in for the halftime show? Sure. Whatever, your experience? whatever you want, buddy. Whatever get you some, want. Get some analysis from you. Never invited me in for the halftime show, and Do I've been there a few too, times. Judd? No, I can't. You're going to be there, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be drinking. <laughs> I don't want to get oh, fired from my job. I don't hear a problem oh, with this. Oh, I will be, too. That's part of this game of chicken. Again. I know nothing about soc- soccer, and I will be intoxicated. You guys keep saying this. All I hear is ratings bump. All right. Lots of surly, Rami. Lots I'm, of surly on I'm going to text you for my seats. And I'm going to say, when do you want me up in the booth? And I better not run into security. I better have clearance to get well, up there. If you don't want to run into security, don't, don't, don't go to Allianz yeah. Field. <laughs> it will be uh, safe at Allianz Field last night, which is probably more than you can say if you're going to a Major League Baseball game and you're sitting anywhere near the action we saw yet. Another incident last night, Judd, this time it was between the Houston Astros and the Chicago Cubs at Minute Maid, Minute Maid Park, uh-huh. and a foul ball, line drive off the bat of center fielder Albert Almora goes into the stands, and Almora and the catcher and guys on the field, you saw their reaction immediately as they they saw it happen live, a young girl who was then whisked away up the stairs at Minute Maid Park. And the last update we have is that she was awake and alert in the ambulance ride to the hospital after they left. Um, we don't know anything other than that about her condition. We haven't gotten really any substantial updates today. But Almora was shook. Like, they had to stop the game. Oh, yeah, he was a mess. He had to be consoled by one of the security guards yep. when he was coming off the field after playing defense in, in the bottom half of that inning. And it begs the question again of whether or not Major League Baseball should extend the netting and and protect more fans who are in the line of fire, so to speak. They put out this this, uh, statement last night, which I thought it was a pretty weak statement, Judd. First, the pretext. Following recommendations from Major League Baseball, by the start of 2018, all 30 teams had expanded their protective netting to at least the far ends of the dugouts after several fans were injured by foul balls back in 2017. There was like a rash of these things happening. Including in a twin Yankees game where a kid got hit just the same and it was just brutal to watch. So baseball put out this statement last night. The events at last night's game were extremely upsetting. We send our best wishes to the child and family involved. Clubs have significantly expanded netting and their inventory of protected seats in recent years. With last night's events in mind, we will continue our efforts on the important issue. So I think this is, at this point, and after seeing this now occur at least once, if not twice a year, and in no story have I seen it mentioned that an adult woman at Dodger Stadium was killed, like, within the past two years by a foul ball. That was in this article I was reading from uh, so, ESPN. So, okay, <clears throat> this to me has become very, very simple. You need to mandate netting down the line all the way to the foul pole now. I think it's I think it's that simple. And here's why. One is <clears throat> kids. All right? You, you can't have kids getting picked off like this. Right. It's bad for business. You're trying to attract young people to baseball games. What's going to scare the hell out of them and their parents more than anything? Something like this, right? Two, people in general. We can complain all we want and I do at times. But Cell phones and all of those good things have caused us to have attention spans of two seconds. And baseball is a slow, and you're not going to change this, it's a slow enough moving game where the majority of people between pitches are doing what? They're talking, looking around, more importantly probably, yeah, or they take their cell phones out, Right. right? So that's going to happen on a consistent basis. And three is 
We all know that the ball travels now faster and farther. It's wound tighter, and it gets on you as quick as possible to to the point where there are certain foul balls that can't be caught. There are home runs yeah. that you can barely react to. I sure. was at the game on uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday, second yep. game, the second game of the Brewers series. Yep. I don't remember if it was you. Somebody was telling me up in the press box that after the Eddie Rosario uh, home run, or no, who hit the home run over the left field wall? Or maybe it was a foul ball. There was a line drive that so went, no hit one deep foul. Yeah, there was a line drive that went into the Barrio Bar over the left. Oh, field that wall. was me telling you the story. Rookie sister. Got hit by a Batista. She was bartending on a Sunday. This is about two or three years back. She's bartending in Barrio. And I I believe Jose Batista is still with the Blue Jays at that time. And he hooks one foul. And people who were in the front row at Barrio uh, bailed out, understandably. And if I'm not mistaken, it hit her flush in the face. So that's how fast that thing is coming. That's yeah. in the bleachers. That's beyond well, the left. It's beyond, yeah, it's beyond, yeah, that's yeah. beyond the left field wall. It's standing in behind a bar territory. That's how fast that ball gets on you. If you've never sat yep. in the seats where that little girl was hit last night, I mean, it's you hear the crack of the bat and the ball is on you. Yep. So you don't really have time to react, and especially if you're a little girl, like that's or uh, yeah. Well, it, and it might be you or me, right? That's I what don't I'm know that I could get my hands up quick enough, and, and if I'm not paying. Um, exact attention, then I got no shot. And there's no way that you can expect, what, a second-grade kid right, or a five-year-old kid to be paying rapt attention to each pitch. Not feasible, but I just, let's just do this. Rami, let's just have the netting go all the way down to the foul pole in every ballpark and be done with it. There will still be foul balls that get in the stands. Sure. You're just stopping the line drives from getting into the stands. You're I think you I think that you're coming very close to stopping the foul balls that can kill people. Right. Exactly. And I'm and I am not I'm not trying to overstate this. They are foul balls that can kill people. Can I tell you what's the first thing that ran through my mind though? And I don't know if this is I don't know if this is out of line. I don't know if people are going to be upset by what I'm about to say. And Jonathan can probably chime in on this better than anybody who's sitting here because he has children. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw somebody on Twitter last night say they shouldn't let kids sit in those seats, and he got killed. People were saying, delete your account, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, go- I'm not going that far. And I'm not blaming anybody at all, certainly not this child's parents or whoever the guardian was there with them. Yep. But I will say that if I was a parent of a small child... I don't think I'd sit in those seats. And I think that's kind of what baseball was alluding to when they say that clubs have significantly expanded netting and their inventory of protected seats in recent years. In other words, if you can't or have no interest in reacting quick enough to a baseball flying into the stands, maybe don't sit there. But you can't react. You got no shot that's in what some I'm saying. cases. So maybe don't sit there. I think, and I'm not saying that's what I would say. You see, here's I the, think that's what baseball is alluding to in their mm-hmm. statement. Yeah, but and I, if I had small children, I'm not buying what they're selling. I don't think I would sit there. I'm not doing it. I mean, as you said, I have kids, and I know that trying to get my little one to sit there for three hours and pay attention the entire time, it's it's impossible. You're never going to do it, and he's going to do some stuff that takes your attention off the ball. And you can't have that if you're sitting there. You have to pay attention. But adults don't too. I know, and so that's the thing. Like, you just need to protect. Yeah. You need you need netting. I think that goes home plate yeah, to foul line. I totally line. agree. I 
So about was this? I'm not now? sitting down there with my kid. Oh no! And and in fact, in fact, if I go by I'm myself down and I've got myself. that seat, that's what I was going to say. I'm afraid. Uh, about eight or nine years ago, the wife and I were in Florida in Dunedin at a Blue Jays game in spring training. And she goes, and we drink beer and have fun, but she does not like baseball. And so we are sitting in our seats, and she's got a book. And and we're on the third base side. So when so when guys come up, I'm like, honey, you've got to pay attention. She's like, why? I said, because if a guy fell, and sure enough, Frank Thomas with the Jays at that time hits a screamer right towards us. And there, but for the grace of God, it just missed us. Like, it wasn't because I did anything. Right. That ball was coming at us at top speed. And if it hits her, we would have been in big trouble. Or me. So, you got to... I think baseball now should operate as far as foul balls go. I think baseball should operate un- under the same terms that, that hockey has for years. And you would never go to a hockey game that doesn't have glass. And they, they've actually got... They've got nets that are behind the goals for slap shots because a kid got killed in Columbus about 15 years back. I remember that. But let's just go to, I think baseball should look at their sport like hockey looks at its sport and and says anything that is equivalent to a screaming line drive and or a slap shot needs to have a 99% chance that it's going to hit something that's not a person's body or face. If I was baseball just out of a pure sense of of decency, and if not that, then legal liability, I would extend the nets. And at least, at the very least, if I didn't do that, I'd put a warning when people bought tickets in those sections where you 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 are in dangers, you're in danger's way. I would put a, a, a warning before you even click to finalize and buy the tickets and say, we recommend that people with small children do not sit in these seats. Yeah. I just think that it goes well beyond that, though, to adults, too. You just can't react. Yeah, that ball. If that ball's coming at you or me, there is probably a ninety-five percent chance the same thing is going to uh, befell us. The difference there, though, is if if we get hit and God forbid hurt badly or killed, it's a tragedy and too bad. But when it's a kid, it's right. really it's a, a story. Yeah. You saw how shook those guys but, were last night. You know, when a woman gets killed in Dodger Stadium by a foul ball, I'm sorry, that's all I need to say. We've got to take more and more steps now to protect everybody. And, and if it's kids, PR wise, that's great. But you got to protect old people, young people, <laughs> Ramis, the Judds, the Jonathans. You got to protect them. Once is too many. I'll like you can't it. have this. You can't have this happening it, to anybody. Once is too many times. And it, it's happening now, what, three times per year? Yeah. And the Twins have done a great job. The Twins have, have worked hard. But if I'm Manfred in baseball now, I'm like, bleep it. We're going all the way down the line. And it's immediate. It's not 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 yep. next season. It's you're putting these up tomorrow. And Nets now, it's not the same. It's not that, you, you know, they, they used to be obtrusive and obstructive. If you look at now the, the Nets that guard people, you sit down and you see it, and it might bother you for a brief period, but you look through it in no time, and mm-hmm. it's it's not like it's a huge problem. A buddy of mine who makes far more money than I do was in town a few weeks ago, so he bought tickets, like literally second row behind the Royals' dugout, and I never even gave the net a second thought. I sat mm-hmm. down, and I was just like, this is an amazing view. I've never been this close to I a baseball I got birthday game. tickets behind home plate at Target Field, not like right behind it, but enough where I was behind the net. Didn't even notice the net. About an inning in, like mm-hmm. I just sat there watching the game and didn't even notice it. Yeah, it's absolutely. not a it's not an intrusion into your viewing of the game. 
I mean, I would catch it. I'm an elite athlete with cat-like speed and reflexes. But most except of the, after a food tour. Yes, exactly. In which case, you're sleeping in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Foul ball comes my way after a food tour. Forget about it. I'm 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 a not moving target. I'm a non moving target. I have it's an easy strike. I have never in, in my life of going to baseball games gotten a foul ball or a home run ball, and if that keeps up until the day I die, I'm happy. I got two foul balls and a home run ball in batting practice. I never want, I don't want a, a baseball near me. Never had one fly near me. Not even near you? No. Really? I had an Ichiro. I must be a baseball magnet. They end up around me all the time. Bo Jackson's first home run back when he came back from his uh, hip really? surgery landed, Wait, about, landed about 10 feet from me. Like, no joke. In uh, in Comiskey or where? At uh, yeah, the new the new whatever they're calling it now, guaranteed. Oh, rate guaranteed field. rate field. Yeah, I'd really hate that place. It was new Comiskey <laughs> when I went. Really? Yep. I, I had a, an Ichiro. It was like the first or second year target field. I got a scalper ticket, and they were not bad behind home plate, but like Jonathan said, way back, and Ichiro hit a foul ball, and and it was like waffling towards me. No big deal. I bailed completely. I ran the other way. And like fans are like going to yeah, but fans, I, I've never I, I don't understand. I, I'll never understand the attraction of a baseball. Did you see the guy who a couple nights ago, I think it was at the Pirates game, literally was he hurtled over probably six rows of seats and then dove over the last row and still didn't get the baseball. But why? I don't know. But I mean good I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> But what? What head first? But what on? What, <laughs> I got to show you during the break. Why do? <laughs> I don't what know. Is it about potential free things? Like we're supposed to be pretty smart, right? Yeah, we got brains. Yeah. We're we're supposed to be the smartest creatures on the planet. Mm-hmm. What is it about free stuff that makes us do incredibly stupid things? And a baseball might hurt you. I'm going the other way from the baseball, never towards it. But a, a foul ball to me is like fire. I want to get out of the building. A wise man once told me, Judd, common sense, unfortunately, ain't too common nowadays. <laughs> Absolutely right. He's a very smart man. I don't know who that was, but he's a smart man. Great teams like the Golden State Warriors also ain't too common nowadays. They go for yet another title when the NBA Finals tip off tonight. We'll discuss that next on Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan Mackey and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500, the Score North mobile app, where if you stream us live, the longer you listen live, the more points you can rack up to win cool, cool things from us here at Score North because we love you. It's free. It's available for Apple and Android users, and it's also your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including a couple of twins columns that have gone up in the last day or so from our very own Judd Zolgad of Mackey and Judd. With Rami, I have a pair of tickets right now in my hand. Not really. It's a text telling me that I have a pair of tickets <laughs> to give away to the 11th annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest, Saturday, June 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. I'm going to give them to the fifth caller to 651-646-8255. Fifth caller to 651-646-8255 gets a pair of tickets to the 11th annual St. Paul Summer Beer Fest, Saturday, June 8th. From 1 to 5 at the Minnesota State Fair Grounds. NBA Finals tip-off tonight, Judd. Did you know that? Are you interested? Um, I did know that. Um, I would say mildly. Mildly I'm interested. Not, well, I'm, I, you know, I, here's my here's my, my problem now. Okay. Especially when it comes to basketball. Because I'm certainly not Mr. Basketball. But 
I'm actually really excited for, I think Cunningham told me it's now June 30th. It used to be July 1st. Mm-hmm. Free agency and the transactions that take place then are so much fun. And, and it's and, more intriguing to you yes, than the, the actual the, game itself. The NBA offseason to me has become the absolute highlight. I love it. It's so much fun. Um, but yes, I, I am curious to see what happens in the series between Golden State and Toronto. And unlike most people, I don't hate Golden State. Their success either. doesn't bother me. Me neither. It's this whole thing of, of oh man, they're too good and they're that. Well, you know, but they're really good. They're fun to watch. And Steph Curry is an eminently likable player, in my opinion. So, so I watch them and I marvel. I don't say mm. this is tiresome and boring. I'm not mad at them. I don't hate them for being great. And nobody on that team on that team is really. Unlikable to me. I know Draymond rubs some people. Durant the wrong way. might. Durant might be, but he's not. I don't think he's going to play to tonight, some degree. So. Durant, yeah, but I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate anybody on the Golden State Warriors, and I, I don't root against them per se. But it is a little bit. It's a little bit boring to me to know what the outcome is, and and I've. But aren't, I've aren't you curious to see Kawhi against them? It's not going to. Okay, the Warriors are going to win this thing. I agree with you, but I'm still curious. I've stopped questioning. I'm done. That's que- fair. I'm done questioning. So wait, so State do Warriors. you care? I do because you're you're way more basketball guy oh, than I'm, I am. So I'm, do you care? I'm going to be watching tonight. I will have uh, three. No, just two screens going because the Cubs are off. I'll have two screens going. I'll have the Twins on one, and I'll have the NBA Finals on the other. <laughs> oh, an exciting game from Tampa with three people <laughs> in attendance. Can't hardly wait for that atmosphere and that dome. <laughs> so I'll be watching, and I'll watch every game of the series as long as uh, my schedule allows it because sure. it's the NBA Finals, and I watch the NBA Finals every year. But I know, and I've fallen for it, and I don't know if it's if it's the media contriving these things because we have hours of content that we have to make or if we keep on falling into a trap that the Warriors set where we start to question their greatness and whether or not they can do it again. I'm not doing that anymore. I, since the Rocket series, when Kevin Durant went down and everybody went, this is the opening. Remember last year, the Rockets, they had that series. And they did before Chris, Chris Paul, Paul went down. Yep. And they would have won if not for Chris Paul. Yep. I think that proved that the Warriors are winning that series, Chris Paul or no Chris Paul, because they lost Kevin Durant and still disposed of the Rockets in six games. It didn't even take seven. They disposed of the Rockets in six so, games without Kevin Durant. From that, that was the final straw for me where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that. What makes you mad again. then? That the rest of the Western Conference it's is not just, more competitive? It's just boring when you know what the ending to the... I wouldn't say boring because the journey there can be exciting, but it's a little anticlimactic, I should say, when you know what the ending is. Like if you went to a movie and you knew what the ending was, All right. there might be exciting moments along the way, yep. but the whole time you're going, okay, yeah, but I know how this ends. But I'm gonna give And you, that's how I feel about the NBA Finals. But I'm going to give you the flip side, especially in this league, because... This is not this is not a sport like hockey where a goaltender gets hot and carries you and you go from being a team that's not expected to do a lot in the playoffs to uh, qualifying for the Stanley Cup Finals. It's not baseball where a pitcher gets hot or two or your bullpen does it as well. Um, the flip side is this, and we've seen this before, and it's not attractive to me, is that there's parity. Like, let's say that there was parity. Western Conference, everybody's okay, nobody's great. Is that quality basketball? We've seen that. Mm-hmm. We've seen parody. It's not a lot of fun. It can be some really bad, boring games. But there was so, parody in the Eastern Conference this year. But it was for well, really good teams. Well, there, there's more. But but the point being is, if there's parody and it's just a bunch of okay teams, 
That's not fun. So the Golden State thing, I, I've i gotten to the point and throughout the course of my life, I've seen what I guess you could call dynasties or certainly great organizations or franchises. And I have a deep appreciation for what that takes. And especially if that continues. So if you have, let's say, a five-year run, that's impressive. I mean, what, what the Patriots have done is oh, off, thoroughly the, impressed. off the charts. So if you were to come to me and say, the Western Conference is going to be okay. It's not, gonna, it's not going to be great. And you've got, let's say, four potential teams that could make the finals. But you're not going to appreciate them. It's just going to be a different team that's not named the Golden State Warriors. I'll take a team like the Warriors who you deem to be a dynasty type of team. I'm not mad at them, and I appreciate the greatness. But as far as if I'm just looking with, if I'm just if I'm just thinking about this series, mm-hmm. I know how this is going to end, and that takes a little bit away from it for me. Okay, question two. And the playoffs have been great up until now. Question two, then. Mm-hmm. All the basketball nerds tell me that the Houston Rockets are maddening to watch and they don't like them. If I was to tell you, Rami, uh, we can replace Golden State with Houston, are you excited by that? Because everybody says, I don't like to watch Harden and I really don't enjoy the Rocket style of play that much. I don't enjoy the Rocket style of play that much. No, I don't even know that I'm looking for a, a different Western Conference team. I'm looking for a team out of the Eastern Conference who can give them a legitimate challenge. And you think Toronto is not that team? I don't. And I know Which I don't disagree. A with lot you. of people are looking at the series and going, Toronto has the best player in this series. Well, for starters, they have the best player in the series because Kevin Durant is hurt. I'll take Kevin Durant over Kawhi Leonard 10 times out of 10. I'm sorry. I know there are people listening who would disagree with that. I'm taking Kevin Durant over just about anybody in the NBA except for maybe LeBron James. And that's, that's a tough decision for me. Maybe LeBron James. Okay. After that... Even even let's let's concede that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. The Warriors still have four of the five best players in this series. Mm-hmm. They're going. They're going to win it. It'll take five, maybe six games. I said four, maybe six. And right, I would write be, that down. I wouldn't I be. Su- I wouldn't be surprised by four. Okay, that's tomorrow. All right, five. that's fair. Write that down. That's fair. I mean, my sport's got problems. So. <laughs> Yeah, your sport. My sport can't get can't get people to watch in Canada. Can we, I got problems. Let's take a break and then talk about that. Can we talk about that? You really, on the want, other you side? really want to talk about? I, this? I do want to talk about that on the other side of the break. I hate my sport sometimes. Whoever thought you'd see the day that the NBA would beat the NHL in Canada of all places? But it just might happen, and we'll discuss right after this. I I'm hate you, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all news. Really dislike you. 